Pipe Network presents. On this episode of season four, let's talk. In just eight months of having like a really good business, we're losing it because of something that we cannot control. So I was like, when we were cleaning the condo unit to turn it over, I was like, I was just looking at it and I'm going to miss this. But it gave me hope. Once you had, once you have a taste of like a little amount of success, you don't want to let it go. But you're also very confident enough that I already know how it feels, and I don't know. I don't want to let go of that feeling. But I have to let go right now. But the important thing is the experience. Hey folks, welcome back to the Rajiv Show, and I'm your host Rajiv Doreswami. And this show aims to help reach out to those who are currently struggling in life, and to remind you that life is indeed beautiful when you're inspired to make it your own. Before we get into this episode, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to whichever platform you are using. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram and on TikTok at the Rajiv Show. Hey, folks! Welcome back to the Rajiv Show. And um, my guest today is uh, basically uh, one of one brother of mine fr- who I met in college. And um, I- I'll give you a little bit of background on how I met him later on. And um, basically. <laughs> um, Knowing this guy for a very long time, this guy is a hardworking, uh, phenomenal conversationalist, and he's got a lot on his mind. And I've always wanted to have a conversation with him. It's just that uh, booking him is a pain in the ass. And uh, over the period of the years <laughs> that I've known him, yeah, it is more like we have the love-hate relationship, which is always mutual. And uh, yeah, and uh, let me introduce my guest, uh, Harold Kasho. Uh, hey, pal, how you doing? Oh, hey there, guys. Um, my name is Harold, and really nice to meet you guys. I hope uh, I can also give like a lot of value with what we're going to talk about right now. So yeah, thank you, Reggie, for inviting me in this podcast. It's really an honor. And uh, before we get, of course, into the meat and bones of our conversation, I gotta ask. Could you give a little bit of background about yourself? You know, current uh, current situation. You know, all that stuff, all the good mm. stuff. Um, you know, uh, in college I met Rajiv while I was taking up a bachelor in forensic science. So basically, I'm I was preparing to work for the police and to investigate like crimes here in the city or anywhere. But when I when I graduated, I had a sudden change in direction or like in my decision in life. Then I started like going into sales. I started pursuing sales. I was or up until now I am selling insurance and investments. And then um, when the When it, wait, <laughs> when the pandemic happened, I started 
pursuing entrepreneurship. So I decided I wanted to focus on setting up my own business because I saw an opportunity when the pandemic uh, hit because I thought that since even the big companies are getting hit, it's the perfect time to actually like start a, start a new business or begin a startup so that maybe after this pandemic can I can have an assurance that you know I can compete with bigger companies or people would see the importance of like supporting local and that that's it right now I'm a full-time entrepreneur but I'm a part-time I'm a part-time salesperson of one of the companies here in the Philippines. There. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. You've opened up a lot there. And um, before uh, before saying let's let's take let's take a time travel journey. Um, I, I as you mm-hmm. mentioned you mentioned earlier in the introduction. I only met you in college. I wanted to ask you. I, I don't yes. think I've ever asked you this question before. Is that if you and I were classmates in high school, who are you? Are you the same guy that I knew in in college, or you are much more less um, disciplined? <laughs> oh, I'm very different when I was in high school. Mm. When I was in high school, I was very active in extracurricular activities. I was like a kiss ass person when I was in high school. Unlike I was in when I was in college. Huh. Uh, I think you noticed when I was in college I was already very used to like conflict and everything like that, right? Yeah. You know. We fight often. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we But then we compensate yeah, we with we get into dinners. like argument. <laughs> yeah, we we get into a lot of like what do you call that like arguments and everything like that. We, yeah. we fight in the food court. You know, when I was in high school, I was always like a kiss ass. I I was always a teacher's pet. Uh. And then whenever we talk, uh, uh, when I was in high school, I was always a teacher's pet. I always want to like Im- impress a lot of people. Uh. And then I always work hard so that I would have like. Uh, awards for extracurricular activities like debate and everything like that when uh. we got into college uh, we always talk about you know like having an argument with our teacher uh. Out before we went to the yeah a, a class before we went to the our usual food court conversation Uh, sessions and everything like that. I was very different when I was in high school compared when I was in college. I think, you know, somehow I had like a fair share of like exposure of uh, being exposed in like different kinds of activities like debate, English club, and mm. even I was even a part of like an extracurricular club for fighting against drugs. <laughs> in, I was... In in high school, yeah. Then I was I was given I was giving like real solutions. Like for example, what if we try to investigate like you know drug sources here near our school? Like like the the teacher or my advisor for that was mm. like getting worried. We we should not go deeper into that. That's the police's work. Territory. I was like. So what's the point of me like being, you know, what's the point of me like being the president of, and uh, you know, uh, student council against 
So you're uh, more drugs if I can't even help the police like that. So I was more of like an active person unlike when I was in college. I was more like a laid back person yeah. that doesn't really care about my grades anymore. <laughs> the funny I, part I about you more about like experiencing oh yeah. Yeah. The funny part about you that I remember in college was you're always broke. But I'll get into that story later on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like saving a lot of money when I was in college because you know when I was in high school, I was my my parents were giving me money. Mm. When I was in college, I was like really trying my best to save money because I wanted to buy things mm. and I wanted to use my own money to buy things like things I really want. <laughs> so you know you can tell them whatever stories you want, but <laughs> I, I I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't give any. I don't have any. I I I don't feel. I don't feel embarrassed of whatever <laughs> I was doing back then. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to feel about it. Maybe I would feel proud. I would feel embarrassed, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a little bit of background on how I know Harold, folks. For those who are tuning in, Harold and I, like I mentioned earlier, he and I are good friends in college. And uh, the first time Very we met, friends, yeah. yeah, but well, frenemies. We we always love and hate each other. Is that love and hate relationship bond that's always striving between me and him? <laughs> mm. He agrees on that. But actually, that's better than that's better compared to yeah what the the other relationships I have had experience when I was in college. Yeah. At least Rajiv is the type of person who would like get in your nerves but he's mm. not going to take advantage of you or like use you for his own advantage and leave you like um you know like uh, getting damaged or like having to be responsible of whatever you've done. That's what I like about Rajiv. Um at the same time, you know, our love-hate relationship was like going to push you to be better. Yeah, it's like there's like friendly co- uh, competition between the both of us. Like, oh, he's doing this. I also need to do this, like that. Or he has like, uh, he has an idea hmm. that I kind of agree about. But since you know, I want to argue with him, I would like just make up some points that would dis- <laughs> disprove <laughs> yeah. whatever he's thinking about. Yeah, yeah, something like that. In so connection, it was like college was like two, two, three years ago. Yeah, it felt like decades with the pandemic. The the funny thing, connection yeah. with the word argument. Um, the the funny story on how I I met Harold in college was I think this was during uh, my second year, and um, yeah, it was during your second year. Yeah, during the second year, I think uh, I don't know if it was second year, or first year. I I don't know. I I don't remember. Like I said, it felt like uh, ages ago. Um, I got uh, uh, moved into the debate, and uh, because I think at that time someone recognized me because I'm very vocal with my thoughts and stuff like that. So I mm, I joined yeah. uh, I joined the debate, and I think I had uh, I had a partner at that time, and it was shocking uh, enough that, that that the moment he and I met during that one that session, I think it was around 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. We we just hit it off. I mean, it was. It was just like one of those conversations that we would end up. I think we were talking and talking and talking, and um, that's how it built. It, it just built with a conversation. And I think one thing that I 
proud I'm proud to say is that the fact that I've met him was I think one of the main inspirations mm. to the idea of this entire Let's Talk series because that conversation with him although yeah uncredited yeah <laughs> to his regard uncredited <laughs> to his regard is that um, the Let's Talk series uh, was my main concept behind the Let's Talk series is to start a conversation and to learn something you know as always and that's how uh, I got to learn Harold in uh, in that regard we ended up talking and um, our conversations led to music it was basically anything goes uh, after I met him mm. it's funny enough after I met him I, I met a lot of people a lot of interesting people as well but he was like that uh, catalyst for conversations and it's funny I, I, I think I mentioned this also in my previous episodes that I never had the ability to conversate with people in my batch in my department I kind of go outside of my oh, department really? yeah uh, how I know Harold I, I, I know Mark um, uh, all these mm. other guys we, we basically had like a small group in in in, in our thing in, in the cafeteria and uh, that's how it all led yeah, like yeah. one conversation led to the thing and that's one thing that I admire uh, Harold for and uh, that's why I respect him a lot uh, and that that's the mutual love and respect that I have for him so yeah <laughs> that that's the basic sm- small background of how I know Harold and um, I've never asked this question uh, coming to think of it mm-hmm. uh, after all the years that I've known you uh, I've never really asked this question is that what led you to forensics? Uh, is there a story? Is there a backstory to what led you? I mean, was there a movie that you said, "This movie needs justice," so I need to go figure out how to, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, the story behind it is going to be very embarrassing. Do tell me. <laughs> Do tell me. <laughs> yeah, it's very embarrassing. You know, uh, forensic science was not really something I was interested in before I got into that course. Mm. Um, I thought it was interesting because, like, for example, I came from a special program when I was in high school mm. that uh, specializes in journalism. So mm. journalism is something, like, very subjective. Okay. Then I got into forensic thinking that, you know, this is something new out of my uh, comfort zone because I was planning to become like either an architect, a uh, fine art student, or a what do you call that? A, a mass comm student. Hmm. But the problem was, there was a girl I met in high school who also got like forensic science, and I tried to follow her. Then the problem was, when I got into forensics, so that, that's when I realized that, oh my God. She actually has a boyfriend now. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm wasting like four years. I, I'm going to waste four years of my time trying to follow a girl. <laughs> the worst part is not that. The worst part is it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the one. She's not the one I ended up with. So, like, you know, I... I I sacrificed my passion over a girl. So, guys, children, if you're, not me. Yeah, if, if you're <laughs> listening to this, please, please, don't waste your four years of your life trying to like 
pursue a girl. <laughs> it it's going to be like very romantic, everything like that, until yeah. you realize you fucked up your life because of that. <laughs> By the way, um, shout out, <laughs> shout out to Nadine if she's gonna listen to this. She made a small cameo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she made a small cameo. It's really good. Yeah, at the same time, you know it. It just made you know the the conversation even more interesting <laughs> because you know. But I'm really thankful I met Nadine actually hmm. because thinking about it all of, with all of the girls I pursued and you know uh, Rajiv right. Um, with, Wait, how did we've I end up in been that friends line? even before? I mean, with all the yeah, girls I mean, and then suddenly we've you been friends me. in college. <laughs> I mean, with all of like, uh, be- you, we became friends before yeah. Nadine and I e- even became close True. in during college, right? True. And you've known how I was like a hopeless romantic. I've been True. pursuing a lot of girls after I realized that that girl was like <laughs> already had a boyfriend for uh, just yeah. like that. Then you know, I had a lot of like a lot of problems. Then think thinking back about. Uh. That I think Nadine is really the perfect person for me now because she's very supportive. And thinking about it, like with the, the other girls I pursued, mm. I think they wouldn't have the same what do you call that? They wouldn't have the same support as Nadine is giving me right now. And especially we're uh, during the space of our lives that we're already independent from our families. Mm. Um, she's very understanding. To be honest, and she's very supportive of whatever shit I'm doing right now, and I really appreciate it. I appreciate it, and I think I wouldn't have the same support if I ended up with someone else like that. Mm. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That's that's really cool. That's really cool. And, and we uh, have a really good cat as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Really have a cute cat. Fascinating. It's fascinating. I don't know what's going on, but uh, for those who are tuning in, I do not know if you could hear somehow our both our, our roosters and chickens in the background are somewhat synchronizing. Once <laughs> once the chicken to the is Philippines. <laughs> once your chicken once <laughs> my chicken is done croaking there, suddenly your chicken I could hear from my monitor. It's kind of weird. But anyway, we can't do anything much about oh, that. Oh, that's actually a chicken from the neighbor. <laughs> you know, a lot of like foreigners who I whom I know because I also have like a lot of foreigners who uh, who lives in the same apartment as we do. Mm. We've been having like a lot of like conversations about how they are transitioning in the Philippines, and you know. As Filipinos, I think we cannot, I, we do not really notice that. Like, for mm. example, the roosters, the dogs, and everything like that. Mm. Um, what do you call that? I, I didn't notice it until like my neighbors were saying, you know, here it's really noisy. They say there's a lot of like chickens like, everywhere. It, you don't need an alarm system anymore, you don't need an alarm clock. You already have, you know, the, the, the environment waking you up during the day. I was like, 
you know, I still sleep up until 12, 12 a.m. Whatever, 12 p.m. Whatever you talking about, yeah. the roosters, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe they're not up. used to it. They're not used to it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, our landlady here in our apartment is actually half German. Then she's saying, mm. you know, when I'm in Germany, I don't feel like anything is alive anymore because you don't hear the roosters. It was like, okay, probably- this is what you get when you're exposed with other cultures. You try to live in other countries. Yeah. <laughs> so many memories. <laughs> like there. talking about roosters. Yeah. So many memories I want to share. How about in thing. India? In India. Uh, How about in India? India is much more different. The experience of it was much more different. Um, the life itself uh, is more... It, it, I don't know how to exactly give it an image because um, it, it is Asian in its essence, but um, yeah, it has a different uh, spice or different kick to it. <laughs> you know yeah just like the food the spice and yeah. the, the the spice and the flavor is very different and i really like it as well it's very colorful it's the, very tasty <laughs> the, the funny thing about uh, the funny thing about my experience there i think the first few few five days or few days um instead of roosters the 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 supplement for uh not the supplement the The, uh, the alarm system there is not roosters. It's more like cows. Uh, because I remember... Cows? Yeah, because uh, when I went there, I was like oh, around five years yeah. old. Yeah. And um, I, don't, <laughs> I remember it was funny. Cows are the ones that wakes you up. Um, near, I, I, I mentioned this in my, my episodes in uh, Singh is that uh, during the time that I spent in in India uh, the we had like a go signal for because when I was five years old and um, first time experiencing uh, cows with stray cows basically uh, near my neighborhood there was like a, a, a house that was actually selling homemade cow milk so you know mm, and, wow yeah and then I would the, really be happy to be neighbors with them. Yeah, and, I really like fresh milk. Yeah, I I don't I don't remember how much it uh, it cost, but uh, the old man who made the happiness uh, had like uh, all these uh, saying he had a garage and you know he had the stuff and everything storage and all that stuff. And um, the funny thing about yeah. that those moments those moments when I was there was um, it was perfectly timed to three thirty. There's a symbolism be- behind the arrival of the cows because. Uh, earlier at that time, before I got into high school, before I got into the social life in high school, it was um, it was very funny that you know I, I I conversated with kids, you know, kids my age, five years old or even younger, and um, and we could not really play on around twelve. We we tried. There were times that we attempted to play around 12 a.m. because of the hot sun. We could not really enjoy much of yeah. the. The, we could not enjoy much of the games that we were playing. We played cricket, the hide and seek, and all that stuff. Yeah. So there were the earlier times we used to. Uh, for me personally, I used to hear like once I hear like a cow moo at 3:30 when the cows gather around the neighbor, 
That's like my go signal to get out of the house and go play. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, and uh, it's so, around 3.30, the sun so is media. Yeah. There's a time where, oh, there's a time when uh, cows actually meet each yeah. other somewhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, normally, wow. because in our custom, we follow the the Indian, uh, the British customs where you you have breakfast and then uh, you have breakfast and then you have lunch and then you have afternoon tea which is uh, is, is not a thing here in in Philippines that you have afternoon tea yeah, the and Philippines. then in, in that afternoon tea but you here know, in a the lot Philippines people, I think we have siesta see uh, not much here in Latrin that I've never heard of that though but it sounds familiar <laughs> oh, I think this is how they call it like siesta or like uh, merienda, something like that. Ah, ah, yeah, merienda, merienda. Okay, yeah, merienda. I know, but I rarely, we we rarely but, uh, have that. For for we, most uh, for most of us Filipinos, merienda doesn't mean like you eat bread. We still eat rice during yeah. the afternoon. It's like <laughs> afternoon di- uh, afternoon lunch, <laughs> dinner or something, lunch dinner kind of thing. And coming back to the yeah, thing. To, to the memories that I've spent is that um, yeah I mean that was like the go signal because I noticed that everybody is out and playing and I think the sun the sun is not really as hot as much as it it is uh, during the afternoons where it's right the sun is above your head it, it's somewhere where the sun is setting and um, we we get together and we we just basically you know uh, we we play uh, we play cycling uh, cricket mostly cricket because I was trying to learn the game cricket yeah and um, so yeah. like um, here in the Philippines we usually play basketball right especially during the afternoon there you usually play cricket cricket and so I think... Philippines is more like yeah, American there it's more like the British style yeah uh, I have a correction on my previous episode when I said cricket is the national sport actually field hockey apparently Someone corrected me. So, uh, a friend Whoa. of mine, uh, field hockey field is the thing. Hockey. Yeah, but um, here's for me personally, in my experience, um, the the thing that's more popular, according to my my perspective of it, was more much more the cricket because of the commercialism and how it's uh, well produced uh, in the media. It, it's rare that I've yeah. seen a hockey match that's. Very, you, you know, when you have the NBA, you know, you, you got the NBA, uh, and uh, you got all these guys tuning in. The, the marketing is really good, and you know, the marketing and the game is really, uh, you know, uh, it's really well organized. You know, it's really well spent oh, in terms of the stuff. They're really like spending a lot of money for that. Yeah, in order for for it to get it's your like, attention, uh, NBA, PBA. Uh, some like some, uh, here in the Philippines, we have PBA, uh, right? All these other good stuff. Some of them are really rarely seen because only when you're channel surfing, yeah, you'd find out, oh, this guy's playing against this guy. But in in, in India, the most when when you switch on your your TV, most likely is going to go into the cricket match because uh, the the guys who play cricket are more popular, I guess. Uh, the field hockey guys, they're very rarely known, you know. They're rarely known. They they rarely do interviews that are really popularized. So, 
but that that's just my perspective of uh, that correction but yeah <laughs> uh, cricket is one of i i kind of miss that game <laughs> yeah i also do not know how to play cricket actually you um you know what uh, i have like uh, nadine and i actually has like a master plan you know we're really working hard right now both of us hmm. um <clears throat> we're we're participating in a lot of things like for example you know if you know team agraraman like the photo video team that we're actually like building right now with some of our friends hmm. for advert uh, advertisements and everything like that there are they are actually like content content creators in uh bagyo and la trinidad where uh-huh. some are actually in benguet then some are also like um, photo video suppliers for weddings, debuts and everything like that. Mm. The reason why we created the team was because we want to reach more people. We want to reach more clients collectively. So if we have a team, we can collaborate every time we have a project and actually like create a really good profile mm. or portfolio so that we can show it with other people and unlock like bigger clients. there i'm actually helping them with like the legal side of things i'm making their contracts i'm making sure that all of their papers for the business because we want to make it a legitimate business um uh, that the reason why i'm doing that is because i also want to earn more money with photo video uh or like with my videography and photography and i can help them out and then reach more clients maybe reach a bigger market And for example, uh, right, I've been talking about some of the businesses I'm doing. Mm. Actually, I'm really, really trying my best to learn as much as possible when it comes to like setting up a business and making it aut- automated. Is because mm. I really want to travel full time. So it's like what I want to do with my life is like I want to travel the world and mm. just work for two hours a day and still have enough money to travel the world. And you know, we were talking about India a while ago. Yeah. And Nadine and I is actually really planning to go to India uh, if everything went goes well. And I hope you can also join us to go there because I think since you're from there, you grew up there. It's like your hometown, and it's like your turf, like that. Yeah. It's going to be really good if you know you can go with us and like travel around, make some content together. And we already have friends who's also going to go with us. Maybe we could also make a travel team, so that we can, you know, you know, it's really. I mean, I already have Nadine and everything like that to travel with me. But I think it's still going to be better if we can, if we have like a group that we can travel together with. Interesting, interesting. Anyway, I I, I want to ask. I want to get. I want to dive deep into some few personal stuff, but before I actually, mm. before we get into those personal questions, folks, for those who are tuning in, we will be back right after these few short messages. I like to have a good time when I listen to my horror podcast. Her left arm oh, was chopped so, off. Oh, that's so! Oh my God! Really? Caused a panic all over the country. Their deaths for like months and the months. The frightening, alarming, real-life tale show is my horror my podcast. My horror podcast. That's Give it. Pause. Pause. Because this is your scary part. Be scared and laugh hard with the frightening, alarming, real-life tales show every Friday on all major podcasting platforms. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say I didn't warn you.
Hey folks, welcome back to the Rajiv show and uh, my guest, my friend, frenemy, best friend, enemy. <laughs> I don't know how to really classify it. My guest, Harold Kasho. We were just talking about um, we were talking about forensics. We were talking about um, entrepreneurship and future plans and a little bit of background on how I know this guy. And um, yeah, and uh, before the break, of course, um, I asked. Harold that I'm going to ask him some personal questions and uh, yeah mm-hmm. um, I'm going to start off with uh, the one question that I have in mind is that out of all the experiences that you've had you, when you mentioned forensics you said you know you you did it in pursuit of a girl um, I'm sure you've had your yeah. highs mm-hmm. your higher highs and your lower lows I, I, I uh, ask during for, college or you know during life itself, the, you know, you know dur- life in in general i gotta ask though oh well, yeah in your lowest of lows uh what was going on to your mind and what motivated you to elevate your thinking in order to you know get into okay i'm here at this lowest point i don't want to be here anymore and then you change your mindset and then you reach for the stars hmm up until now, I'm actually still reaching for the stars. Um, every time, I really don't know what's my lowest of lows, but I have a lot of like, uh, I, I had a lot of experiences where I plunged into one of the lowest times in my life. For example, mm. like during the pandemic, I really had a lot of experiences that would, uh, uh, that would, that I can say that is part of my lowest uh, parts of my life like something like that you can edit whatever I said out that that that's irrelevant but here mm, for example during the pandemic I really wanted to help a lot of people but the problem was I cannot help people with the state I am in right now or back then so I really wanted to help people and another one was you know, I really want, uh, like for example, with one of the events that we had with our team. Uh, wait, there's a lot, but I, w- I only want to talk about at least one or two. Sure, sure. Mm, you know, one of my lowest of lows actually was during the pandemic, when the pandemic just started. Hmm. Um, it was very hard to sell insurance that time, and you know we were just only <clears throat> uh, new with becoming independent, so we had our own bills to pay. And during the pandemic, we were just like we were very fresh. Like we just started three months. We were just three months in being independent, paying for our own apartment, paying for our own food and everything like that. And we didn't even have that much appliances here in the apartment. So we didn't have a refrigerator. So we had to go out every week or every two weeks and buy as much meat as we can and like try our best to preserve the meat so that uh, just to be able to eat have or have enough protein or have enough nutrients to survive during the pandemic and uh everything like that so preserving food was very hard 
um, managing food was very hard. Managing your money was very hard. And to know that it was one of the lowest times uh, uh, I had to experience uh, with my job as an insurance agent because it's it was very hard. It's, it was like it was proving harder to sell insurance and investments during that during the pandemic during the start of the pandemic. So you know we had to pay bills. The good thing about that was um, at least we had. Uh, the landlord and the landlady of our apartment was very uh, generous enough to give us like at least a significant amount of like uh, discount for the rent so it really helped us a lot and that's when gave us hope that okay since this is what's happening this is how um, the homeowners are actually helping us uh, mm, uh, helping us uh, survive the pandemic this is what we're going to do so we took advantage of it and like we bought appliances then from then on like small milestones mm. like for example buying your first uh buying your first mattress buying your first like being able to have small wins mm. and let uh and you know comfort you for uh comfort you during you know the hard- hardest times of your life like during the pandemic actually what gave me comfort was being able to get a refrigerator and then after that, it was like um, having uh, a stove, for example, made me happy, kept me going. Having a new mattress, having a new set of, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, bed sheets and like pillows, like that. Mm. And, you know we also experienced like a really big loss when with our real estate business because we had to like let go of our condo just mm. to be able to survive and just to be able to like cut loose ends and like uh, um remove or like what do you call that just for us to cut um expenses that would not give us any benefit during the pandemic mm. that was really hard I, I remember myself like looking at the condo unit that we were running for almost a year like around eight months and i was like looking this was the first like really successful business one that we put up during that time and then the pandemic happened and, like it was short-lived so in just eight months of having like a really good business we're losing it because of something that we cannot control so i was like when we were cleaning the condo unit to turn it over i was like i was just looking at it and i'm going to miss this but it gave me hope once you had you what once you have a taste of like a little amount of success Mm. you don't want to let it go but you're also very confident enough that i already know how it feels and I don't know, I don't want to let go of that feeling, but I have to let go right now. But the important thing is the experience 
because for example you already experienced how to set up your business right how yeah. to be there how to do it how to make it possible again what are the things you need to do in order for you to continue or to do uh, to continue doing it or to do it again mm. yeah up until now i'm confident i'm clinging on to the i'm clinging on to the idea that i was on this level and i can do it again the only thing i have to do right now is just to repeat what i did mm. and go for it again and at least when i get back it's uh, i'm going to be better i'm going to be a better businessman or uh, like something like that so that's w- what's motivating me to like pursue more with entrepreneurship because i was able to do it mm. so i i am confident enough to uh, be able to do it again with the same system with just a few with just a few tweaking I can do it again. That's what's pushing me to go further, pursue other businesses that would work for us right now, like that. So right now I'm working on starting two businesses. One already started, you know, the Aaron business, right? Mm. And the other one is the coffee business. And along with the coffee business, I have a different plan. To I have a different plan, and I think I can work with you with it. As long as you have time, if you're not busy, I would. Uh, let's go have coffee somewhere in town and let's just talk about it. I really would need a lot of help with the other business I'm trying to put up. It's related to the coffee business, yeah. Wow, I mean... There. I I don't know what to say. I mean, had I known known (laughs) all of this, uh, I would have done my best. You know me. I... You know me, me being close oh, to yeah. you, um, I would have done my best to help you. But I never knew that uh, it was that the lowest. It, I, I, I was there. I mean, I, I felt like I was there in that story. I never. This is actually my first, first time hearing this, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's powerful, and the fact that you're still actually, here, the fact that you're still here is that that's good. I mean. I, I I do respect I, I do respect your hard work and you know it's always that love that mutual love and respect that I always have will never <laughs> die. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, during the pandemic, I really didn't know who I could trust or who I could tell my stories with because, like, um, you know, we have a mantra in our company like we want mm-hmm. to help people, right? We want to help people, like. Realize yeah. their capability, their financial pre- freedom, and like that. We want to teach them how to be financially uh, stable and financially independent. Mm. But the problem was there were office mates. I'm, I'm you know, the, 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 to, just to be very honest and to be frank, I, I had like some office mates who were like very distasteful in social media. Mm. That you, you know, you looked up to them because mm. they had like beliefs that you want to respect. For example, yeah. they kept on saying, "I want to help people like that. I really want to help people. I want to help people do this. I want to help people realize this." Mm. But when the pandemic struck, like everyone is like, Paranoid, you know, yeah. panicking. Yeah, like panicking. They want. They, they just want to make themselves like uh, secure and everything like that. And some of the office mates I have were like posting on Facebook that you know these people are very hard headed. They're 
are out there in the public market like scattering around but they they are also there like in the middle of like the crowd like just mm. taking pictures like saying these these people they go out every three days just to buy food why can't you buy food for like a month that's when i realized going back i think the story i haven't shared you i haven't shared this to people yet but mm. i'm going to share it to you now you know when i was a kid i was around seven years old it was raining you know the what do you call it you know the overpass mm. between Maharlika and Sunshine Park, right? Yeah. From the market to Sunshine Park, there's like a stair there yeah, that's correct. facing Abanao Square. Mm. It was raining. My mom bought like five kilos of rice. Then suddenly that five kilos of rice was, the, the bag, the plastic bag was ripped. Mm. And then the, the, the rice was like scattered all over the wet floor. And you know okay. what I saw? Yeah. <laughs> My mom... She was like crying and like doing her best to actually get the rice while other people are like running around from the rain, stepping on the rice. And of course, it's very, you know, when you were, when you're a kid, then you saw your mom crying. It's just like, it's, it's rare because, mm. you know, some adults are just going, they want, they, they have this kind of ego that I'm not going to cry in front of a kid, but my mm. mom did. So like I was surprised, mom, why you were crying? And I started crying as well. I started doing what she's doing. We're picking up five kilos of rice on the ground, wet. Mm. Then, you know, that's when I realized, oh my God, we're poor. <laughs> yeah. well, well, for five kilos of rice, so th- this is what we're willing to do. And, you know, uh, to put it in context, like, if you have enough money, for example, like that, right? If you have enough money, you will not cry over like five kilos of rice on the ground, very dirty, people are stepping on it. Mm. Like that, then that's why, you know, I really wanted to, what do you call that? Like say, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be rich. I don't want this to happen to my mom again. I don't want her to see crying over like five kilos of rice Mm. like that. So I look for people and you know, I saw some of those people in my current company I'm working for. Mm. Because and then they said I'm going to help people realize this. I'm going to help people like realize that they can be financially stable, they can be financially free, everything like that. But when the pandemic happened, then a lot of people are because you know, coming from the situation we were in when I was seven years old, mm. uh I know that there are people like we were right now. Mm. So that's where I'm getting all my empathy from because I came from there and I know people are still there. Mm. So posting people saying they're hard-headed because they're going out to go to the market every three days out of context. It's very distasteful and it actually said, what if I was in the position of those people right now? What if my parents and I were still where we were when I was seven years old and I saw like posts coming from people saying we're hard-headed just because, you know, all we can afford every three days is like three days of like food or three days of grocery. Mm. 
then that's where I plunged into like one of the lowest parts of my life. Like, I really didn't have any directions like um, four months ago, five months ago, because you know, I mean, I really respected a lot of people and like said I want to be like them. Then you know the feeling of like those people were like attacking who you were, mm. like. Or who your parents were, like they said, it's your responsibility to do this during the pandemic. Okay, it's your responsibility to save up money so that you don't have to like go three days every day. But it does not work that way. Mm. So my biggest problem was, you know, I respected those people. Like I patterned my future with those people. Then I just got disappointed. That's when I got confused. Where am I going to do to go next? If I don't feel like they're like the the type of people I want to be in the near future anymore. So yeah, so for the past few months, I was really looking for what I want to be in the near future. Then I realized the one we we're talking about back then, there at the food court. I want to travel the world and I want to work while traveling traveling the world. That's that's it was like a snap. That's what gave me uh, a sense of purpose again to pursue for something again. Was actually what I wanted like four years ago when we were talking uh, in the cafeteria together in college. It was like I just want to travel the world. I want to work while traveling the world. That's what I really want. That's what makes me tick. Uh, having like a good car, having like a big house is nothing for me compared to like being able to travel the world, experiencing what the world has to offer, sharing mm. my story with like other people, and giving my parents like uh, security that you don't have to cry for like a bag of rice anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's it. That's what motivated me. That's what's motivating me right now. Even if like you know my finances are still all over the place, mm. uh, I'm still figuring out how to like have good sources of income in order for me to like unlock, you know, unlock the ticket to Vietnam with Nadine, for example. I'm still figuring out how to unlock to travel India with you guys and with Nadine, of course. Without having to, like, g- being worried that oh my god, I'm going to go to India. I'm going to live there for a month, and like, I don't have any money for myself, or I don't have any money to give to my parents, or have enough money to like maintain the apartment that we have. I'm still figuring those out, but since I have that goal, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to work for it because at least that's what's giving me like a sense of like thrill. It's making my life like interesting, <laughs> like that. That you're running after something that you yourself can understand. That you, you're that that makes you think. That makes that gives you. It gives you a sense of purpose, like that. At least right now, I'm no longer patterning myself with other people's success. Mm. I'm not patterning myself to become someone else. I'm not. There. At least now, I'm not going to be disappointed with other people, because if you get disappointed with other people, 
you also get disappointed with yourself and you're going to lose a sense of purpose if you get disappointed with the person you're patterning yourself with mm. oh my god what am what am i going to do next so at least if you're patterning yourself with what really makes you tick what you really love with what you really love and then that's for sure if you fail it's on you but it's mm. okay it's just something that you can live with like that it's yeah something <laughs> wow. i really don't know how to end my my what what i share <laughs> interesting yeah that's what's making what's keeping me going is you know what i really want for myself what i yeah there <laughs> wow that's really powerful stuff man um i I I don't know how to follow up with that. I mean, everything that you've said is really so powerful that I can't even imagine how much pain you went through. And I I wish, uh, I mean, to my extent also, I wish that uh, you know I could do my best. You know me. I I I, I do I do my best to help and reach out and yeah. you know help you the best I could. And I'm always I'm always Actually up for that conversation. To, uh, yeah, I'm always up to that conversation. You know. Uh, You know, this podcast is already a big help, and I really thank you for that. Because you know, having to share my experiences with someone is already really very helpful. And at the same time, you know, having a friend who is willing to listen as well is very, very comforting and like very helpful. You know, I also have Nadine, so I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. You know, through, through, you know that. What do you call that? Like existential crisis I was having for the few months. She was there, so mm. she witnessed everything. She wit- witnessed me breaking down <laughs> because of like you know um, what I realized about oh my god. Like I thought these people would help me, but they yeah. will. They would only help people who can. They help them like that. Who mm. they so that. But right now, you know, I had like a sense of purpose again, like. This is not going to stop me from helping people like have financial stability and everything like that. All I have to do is just listen to myself and like all I have to do is like do my job for them. And that's it. Sometimes we just really uh get plunged in the lowest of lows just to um make us think and make us realize things that we haven't realized yet it's going to teach us a lot of like lessons so that we could be ready for the next big thing you know mm. yeah that's why i don't know you're I, i think we could agree with this one because i know you're the same like, just yeah. go for go at the uh front lines let yourself get bombarded with like problems face the problems and that's the difference with us and other people we stand in the face of like problems we stand in the face of crisis and despair pain but we voluntarily do that not because we want ourselves to get defeated or to get mm. damaged but it's where we can it's where we can learn a lot so that's where i'm getting my respect right now i respect people like you i respect people who get who 
goes in the face of risk uh, compared to those people who don't want to take accountability compared to those who just want to take credit mm. like that because um, they would not learn anything because for mm. example they make decisions they don't take account of, uh, they don't take responsibility do they, they, they don't take accountability of their response uh, of the responsibilities they make mm. instead of uh, compared to people who are taking accountability and responsibility um, taking uh, the fall or taking the bombardment of like the consequences of your failures will teach you more than you know washing your hands saying I don't have anything to do about that it's Harold's problem. Mm. There's no, you're not going to learn from that anymore, right? Like mm. that. So, yeah, I'm willing to <laughs> make more failures. I'm going. I'm willing to experience more, just to learn more and be stronger and to know what better the next time I um, experience the same problems or even worse like that. And it's been long There, since so we. So I really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow! This this is uh, after ages of conversations that we've had. We've never had a heart to heart like this. Me and Mark, uh, one yeah. of our friends, <laughs> we've we've had a heart to heart, but more mostly, I was kicking his ass. I I, I hope he doesn't listen to this po- this portion. Uh, <laughs> most of the times that <laughs> he and I had a conversation. We were both kicking each other's ass. I mean, we had that sentimental love. Mark, um, Harold, and I also. Yeah, we rarely talk. And the last time I spent a day with you was, I think, when uh, we went to. And I've never expected this. Right out of the bat, I never expected that. Um, to me personally, I, I, I felt I've, I, I, I was there. Basically, when you were telling me the story, I was there with you in the story, and I felt that the hardships. Yeah. Um, for me, I can admit the <laughs> fact that um, I've never experienced it in such a way that um, I- I'm I'm seeing it from one pers- personal perspective. It it's not really the arrogant way of saying it is that I've I've felt what you've gone through, and you know me. Anytime mm. you can text me, I'm always uh, I'd, I'd always make time for you, and uh, no matter how busy I am, <laughs> yeah. that's always my sentimental value for you guys. And that, that's my love for you guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but on my other side of it is that I'm seeing it. I'm only seeing it because one is um, I've never had that experience of being in that moment with you. And uh, with, with with what you shared, mm-hmm. I meant, I, I felt like I was there. I was there and while you were painting the picture, I was really there. And I, I was there with you and when you were young and the story, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, that I mean, my heart goes out, and my love and my respect goes out to you. Now that I have to, <laughs> I've learned that I need to so, tone it down a bit now <laughs> when it comes to conversation you with know, you, because I understand now. And I mean, um, I'm not, I'm not saying that story for people to like pity me or anything like that. It was just like to put things in context so that you know people could have like a map. Of where I'm coming from, why I had this kind of reaction when people started like saying, you know, poor people, it's their fault, like that, mm. or like, um, why can't poor people do this? 
if only they can do this i hope it's really that simple for for people to do that and you know sometimes you have to be in those kinds of situations so that you can empathize with other people i'm not saying that i'm still there hmm. i'm thankful i'm no longer there in that uh, situation but what i'm saying is that people are still in that situation or even worse sometimes people are living lives that are unimaginable for us that even uh, me as, or even i as a person coming from that kind of situation or coming from that story sometimes mm. i cannot even imagine be, uh, a person like living under a rock literally and like surviving for how many years or like how many days mm. um because his family is already like uh, non-existent <laughs> like that yeah. right so you know i'm telling this story because i know people are also still in that story like i don't need people's like pity or i don't need people's like concern about me because right now my family and i are already okay and thank god for it right mm. but other people are still experiencing worse or that the same or even worse and what i'm telling other people is that i think we should still be more understanding you know even if we're no longer there but if you're seeing people like chastising uh people who are still in the same situation as we were before mm. it just really breaks my heart brother just really breaks my heart and the problem i was sharing a while ago like i'm very confused because people want to help other people now i'm realizing that they're just like doing it for show mm. that's actually a small problem compared to the problems of other people but still it's my problem <laughs> yeah, yeah like that it's But a perspective over yeah. it right now makes sense yeah but you know bro uh, when i got into college i think it was really a big privilege to you know be in college alone meet people like you and Nadine uh i'm very thankful for that you know only few people can like have friends like you who can talk about these things who can listen to you who has a podcast of his own <laughs> right yeah. yeah i'm very i'm very very happy and I'm, i really want to take time and congratulate congratulate you for that cheers cheers i i share the same love uh, as you 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 give it back i always want to share that love back to you because you know out of all the things out of all the things that we've been through there's always like i said it it goes back to the beginning we've always had that love hate relationship but it, it not, doesn't really <laughs> separate the fact that we are inseparable when it comes to conversations because one thing i don't think i've mentioned this to you uh, the reason why i admire you so much is not because of the looks or how broke you are during college the reason oh. why i admire you I, oh, and this you. is coming <laughs> this is coming from my heart basically um, um i've always wanted to say this to you the reason why i admire you a lot is because of the fact that you can hold up a good conversation and um coming from me that's that's big because um uh, it it's it's huge i mean to me personally i've always wanted to have uh my experience i, I want to share a little bit of my experience here as well is that um i've never i've never had so much fun having a conversation with someone that is not talking about their neighbors or talking about their ex-boyfriend from oh. five years <laughs> ten years ago 
I mean, I'm already <laughs> fed up of that. I'm I'm fed up of those whole shenanigans. I mean, to me, it's um, I I don't really I I don't live for that stuff. I mean, I often ask myself, okay, if I'm having a conversation with this chap, what do I learn? That that's the main thing, the value of it, you know. And uh, when I have a conversation with you and I lock horns with you in a conversation. It's always about something. In the end of it, there is always something to laugh about, something to cherish about, something stupid to think about. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and mostly it's all about those moments. And and one thing about you is you also give me some like some facts about you. You've you've opened my my perspective, my my peripheral view on you know um, on Baguio actually. Uh, so many things I really want to be thankful for you for is uh, during the college years. Although the, the remaining years, yeah, I got busy, you got busy, we lost, we kind of slowly disconnected. But regardless of those tiny moments, you were the person who gave me an open perspective into discovering your city. You you gave me that, you know, <laughs> this is your city and you have yeah. the right to discover it. And no, I rem- no. all those stuff. I was, you, I was very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, those that yeah. is one one thing that I'm grateful for. Had not been for you, I would have never walked around bookends or any of these places that uh, I mm. know of now. Is because you've opened my eyes and said, "Hey, this is your city, man. Go discover. You go walk around. Go." And then, yeah, uh, I I slowly enjoyed that. That and one more thing is uh, to add that into thing is you're an amazing conversationalist, and I always love locking horns with you in terms of conversation. Love arguing. I love you know because one thing is at least the fact of the matter is if a good a good conversation to me is not okay uh, okay you learn something from someone and then that's it you know you take that and it, it doesn't work that way there should be a little bit of give or take you know listen dumbass we always have those conversations <laughs> listen dumbass oh, this yeah. and this and that and we always curse <laughs> at each other but in the end of it it oh yeah yeah end of that uh, thing is that. At the end of it, there was always that value. It's like, oh, I never thought of it as being this possible, and had not been for you, I've oh, never yeah, gotten yeah. into debate. This thing that—that's one thing I'm grateful for. Uh, that experience that I had uh, when you were training me. That's how we met. You were training me to do debate, and um, we were just—you know—we <laughs> were just uh, saying we just clicked basically. And to end that up, that 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 end of that thing was surprisingly we won we went up to the semi-finals and uh, and semi-finals we were, yeah, yeah i was with my with my partner at that time um uh, my my partner who i was working with at the thing we were looking at each other and saying wait oh shit we actually went up to the semi-finals what the hell is happening Our, what's happening here <laughs> <laughs> we 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 just went in with no expectation we just went in we played the game and it so happened that to me i see it as a game we just played the game and then we end up to the semi-finals and then of course i was not really disappointed at the loss because the fact that we went to the semi final itself is the shocking experience of a lifetime i mean <laughs> and yeah that was yeah. Uh, that was the fun experience and i'm grateful for i want to be thankful for all the things that uh, yeah all of that is accredited to you had not been and yeah those are the things that i've always <laughs> wanted to actually say it i i know it sounds weird that yeah, we're we're having this conversation over in zoom and me uh, revealing all these emotions but you know if we had a, fr- a face-to-face coffee with a face mask on it would still be less authentic rather than this <laughs> 
So yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I was really, uh, I was really surprised and very impressed. You know, um, you're already like a significant part of uh, the creative community here in Baguio or in our city or in our province, actually, or even in our whole region, actually. And that's really nice. I, you know, you were first actually to be a part of like uh, our significant part of like the creative community. I was just like late for how many months? I think or years. <laughs> I'm still starting, and you know, I really hope that you know the creative community would be more proactive and less with politics. I hope. Yeah. And you know, with less politics and with more activities it would be like far better than how it is right now actually and you know the the good thing is uh i think the arts community here in baguio or the creative community here in baguio is flourishing like on their way to uh a uh in evolving into something better and I'm very excited for that anyway wow we've we've had a very emotional <laughs> this is the first emotional I mean this is my second emotional uh, thing conversation that never made me expect that <laughs> I, I never expect that I hear a different version of Harold and wow uh, <laughs> after all those years that you know, I've known you the pandemic really yeah I know I understand yeah stuff yeah, but then but then again it brought, a, it brought back a lot of memories the best it, it took the best out oh, of yeah. us and then it challenged us but still we're still here we're still alive we're still kicking anyway to wrap up this entire yeah. conversation which was interesting in the maximum level Uh, of course, some of my listeners would want to connect with you via social media. How would they find you in social media, pal? So you can connect me through social media through my Facebook account and my Instagram account, and uh, I also have a Medium account where I post my blogs there. So if you want to read some of my blogs, you can go to medium.com/slash/haroldcacho. That that, <laughs> and then I also have like a Facebook page, um, Harold Cacho Film, so that you can see uh, the scene here in Baguio City and Benguet, and at the same time you can also see the scene here in Cordillera. So um, visit my page and uh, give me, uh, you know, hit me with message if you have a few questions about how to start a startup business. That. <laughs> there is that okay yeah and i also have like a business uh pinas errands so if you have errands and you want to save your money and time you can uh message us and we'll do the things or we'll, we'll do your work for you like that and at the same time i also have like a coffee business but it's still about to be released because we're still figuring out the system on how we are going to do the packaging at the same time the printing then Where are we going to get the supply supplies for our coffee, and how we are going to send it from here to your doorstep? There, it's Capitan uh, Coffee Blends, and for our errand business, it's Pinas Errand. So you can, uh, I think, Rajiv is going to put like a link down below of those businesses, and please leave a like 
uh, share. And if you're very curious, if you're a very curious person, you can try out our services first or try out our coffee soon. <laughs> like that. Awesome. With that in mind, I mean, this this conversation with, with my, my friend, my, my best friend from college, uh, really brought me to tears. Um, second, second most emotional or third. I don't, I, I don't count anymore after the first. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe um, I, I was actually, I was there. I was, I felt the moment. But yeah, I want to thank my guest Harold Casho, and of course, uh, a cameo from Nadine. Again, shout out to Nadine uh, <laughs> if she's tuning into this episode. I want to thank both of them for being a part of this uh, conversation and being a guest. Um, and uh, hopefully, somewhere down the line in the upcoming seasons, I'd I'd get you back into the Rajiv show and hopefully, who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll do a lot of crazy stuff in the future. But yeah, I want to thank you, pal. I, I hope uh, <laughs> I hope you stay strong, more power to yeah. you. You too, man. I'm very happy that we got reconnected again. Then talk about, you know, the future, the past, or the present, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and for those who are tuning in, I hope you learned, you picked up a thing or two in this amazing conversation. And of course, uh, wherever you guys are, stay safe, you know, and uh, wear a mask. We're still in the middle of a pandemic prior to this recording. And... Uh, And with that in mind, cheers, folks. I'll see you in the next episode.